You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Locked On Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button if you like the coverage James and I bring you. Will be delivered to your devices first thing when we upload our videos and audio recordings of the podcast. Every day. We're brought to you today by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. James Rookie Minicamp is in the books. You were there on Friday. You got to see these guys in person. Open locker rooms. Maybe yep. the coolest thing about Rookie Minicamp being that it was only one day. Mm-hmm. Bengal second round pick wasn't even there. We're going to start with the mm-hmm. offense, which I know you're thinking they only have one offensive player. He's in the draft. Only one guy. What rookies are you talking about? Well, they signed undrafted free agents who were there as well. James got to see all of them. Then we'll shift gears to the draft-heavy defensive side of the ball before turning our attention to the specialists, where Cal Adamitis and Drew Chrisman and returners were drawing attention during rookie minicamp. But, James, let's start with that offense. And... I'm going to start each of these segments essentially with the same question. You were there in person. What stood out to you? Well, first things first, Cordell Volson, all eyes on him, right? And yeah, he's the fourth round pick, but that's the the hole. That's the fly in the ointment, specifically on offense, where you're wondering who in the hell is going to play a left guard. And so when you think of North Dakota State, and let's be honest, 99% of us, when you heard Cordell Volson's name on draft night, you said who? Who the hell are you talking about? North Dakota State. They're trying to find a starting left guard in North Dakota State. And so I was curious about him, and he's wearing number 67, which I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, man, Quentin Spain's not going not gonna to be back now because of 67. And I looked, and it's a big dude. And, and that's the first thing. Eye test passes it. Stood next to him. Yeah, big hands, big legs. And, and it, all these guys have big legs. But I mean like big for an offensive lineman. Like he's not – small it's not like you're like oh man his legs are thin or oh his hands are form no, no no this dude looks like a starting nfl offensive lineman and you watch him go through drills and, and it's simple stuff with frank pollock because again it's rookie minicamp but it's fundamental drills where they're standing uh you know or, or sitting in their their stances for x amount of time and then they're going through quickness drills and different things like that and to me First observation, first eye test, first he looks the part. And then talking to him in the locker room afterwards, he feels exactly how you'd want him to from a maturity standpoint. So I get it, North Dakota State. We don't know much about the Bison, four national titles in five years. But I, I think people dismiss that because it wasn't on the Division One level. But you look at him, uh, you watch him go through drills, maturity level. He checks all of those boxes and so, and it's a take. Maybe I should put the chain on for this. But I, I certainly think he's in the mix at left guard. And, and I don't think it's like this crazy far-fetched 
asinine idea because I watched Jackson Carmen go through drills and do all of these things at this stage. And, and now I'm watching uh, Cordell Volson do it as a rookie. And I think Volson has the right mindset. I'm not saying he's going to win the starting left guarding left guard job, but I think he's got the physical size and stature. We'll see about the ability and certainly the mindset to, to push for that job. Yeah. Looking to how he talked, Mike Petralia posted a clip. I'm sure you have clips as well. You asked him a question, just hearing the way he answers a question. You can tell the guy is, you know, lives, breathes, sleeps, cliche stuff, football. Yep. He, he loves the game, I think. And the, the other little observation for any Fargo fans out there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leak it, James. James hasn't seen Fargo movie, the movie, or the excellent television show. And many of you maybe also haven't seen it, but you can hear the North Dakota in Cordell Wilson's voice. And that's a little quirk that I appreciate as someone who enjoyed Fargo. He's from North Dakota, born, born and raised, went to school there. But you would hope on a football note that him coming into the league at an older age, he would have a more developed body. And it's good to hear that he does checking that box. And yep, certainly sounds like he's coming to rookie minicamp and coming to the Bengals with a very mature mindset. And so <laughs> that's the mix you're looking for with with a rookie, obviously, a guy that might carve a, carve a way forward in the NFL. And when, when they drafted him, I kind of joked, oh, well, they drafted Clint Bowling in the fourth round, Clint Bowling play tackle at Georgia. If John Marie Sawyer was a pick, this would be very, uh, you know, a much easier parallel to draw. And sure. many of you maybe wanted that to be the pick. But Cordell Volson, another fourth-round guard. Guys come out of nowhere guard all the time. Yep. And we'll see if yeah. Cordell Volson is that guy for the Bengals. You certainly hope so, right? And, and so that path is still open, right? And it's hard for me to shut it down after a rookie minicamp. But I think it's everything that you wanted to see, the boxes you wanted to check, Cordell Volson, certainly check them in rookie minicamp and, and certainly after in the open locker room. A couple of guys, a couple of notes. Ben Brown was someone as an undrafted free agent that got a ton of love. It's like, oh, could he push for the backup center spot? I thought he looked solid. I don't think there was anything that uh, you know stood out negatively about him. I didn't get the chat with him. Um, but one guy that stood out to me, and I, I don't think, because I actually didn't realize it was a Cincinnati native. I didn't do a lot of background work on these undrafted free agents before they officially signed, because you just never know. Uh, but Desmond Noel out of Florida Atlantic. I'm like, oh man, who's who's Redbeard? Who's who's the guy moving so damn well through these drills? And and he uh looked really um light on his feet and, and moved very quickly. And um so no I, I like him a lot. I thought he had a good day, good first day of camp. And again, it, it's not like they're in helmets and pads and stuff like that. So that part matters too. But I, I thought Noel uh, certainly someone uh, to keep an eye on as he tries to battle for at least a practice squad spot. Grew up a Bengals fan, uh, went yeah. to Coleraine, uh, so it would be cool uh, to see him do so. But, yeah, I, I thought he did stand out. And, again, after the fact is when I realized. I, I was like, oh, man, who's uh, – what, what number is he wearing? He was wearing 60. Well, what 60? Who is that? Because he's standing out to me. And then I found out he was a Cincinnati native. Always a little bit of extra motivation for some of the local guys. Drew Christman, an, another one of those. We'll talk about him much later in the show. Did anyone else stand out to you on offense? Any of the undrafted uh, free agents they signed that we should note at this point? Any of the wide receivers or or the running backs? One 
Well, there's only one running back. Running back. So, no, I I didn't spend much time. Yeah, I didn't spend much time there. But uh, Shamari Jones. But uh, one returner, and this is how it's going to be a fun tease, Jake. One returner slash wide receiver was clearly better than the rest, and we'll get to that. But speaking of better than the rest, Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. And I just got birthday cake puffs. You saw me tweet them on Friday, a picture of them. These birthday cake puffs are awesome because it's marshmallow, protein-infused marshmallow, right? They taste like birthday cake. They got white chocolate. They are awesome. They are amazing. I've had three of them already, and I don't want to go through all of them. I got to give up my other flavor some love, but you got to get to built.com right now. Check out these birthday cake puffs. They got 16 grams of protein, 150 calories, and just nine grams of sugar. So check them out right now and all of the built bars out in one spot. Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order again. For 15% off the number one, not number two, three, or four, no, no, number one protein bar on the planet, go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15. James, let's move to the defensive side of the ball here. And there are a lot of draft picks to talk about on that side of the ball. When you were watching the defense, obviously Dax Hill is a guy that's going to draw eyes. Cam Taylor Britt will be a guy that would draw attention as a Bengal second-round pick and Zachary Carter, the third-round pick. Those guys would be the marquee names. Did they stand out to you? Were there other players that jumped off the field, as it were, on the defensive side of the ball? Well, there was beauty in in the Cordell Volson evaluation because I got to get about 10 feet away from him and Frank and, and get real close to the offensive lineman. Uh, Dax Hill and the rest of the defensive backs were on the the far field. And while we have more maneuverability this year, they were a little farther away, but I still got to keep an eye uh, on on Dax. So uh, the good news is, is I got to see him. Cam Taylor Britt, he was dealing with an illness. He went to the Bengals facility. They sent him home. We'll see if he's there this week uh, for workouts. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. I was excited to talk about Cam Taylor Britt because I'm not sure there's anyone more excited to get drafted than him. Juice, as we call him, Jake. But uh, that being said, let's start with Dax Hill, right? Because all eyes on 23, does he look as advertised? And I thought the the footwork, the way he went through these individual drills, and that's all they were, uh, it, it popped off to me. Looked at extremely quick, in and out of his uh, his cuts and different things, and his back pedal, uh, and, and had to jump. Didn't drop any of these potential interception balls, which is is good to see. Obviously, they're not rocketing. The, the the passes at him or anything like that. But uh, just going through the secondary drills, to me, he looked like the best guy. And that's what you want, right? He should look like the best. But to me, he looked like the most explosive, most athletic, uh, most smooth. So uh, Daxel, as advertised, even though I was at least 50 yards away, I would say 50, 60 yards away from him uh, for most of, of practice. You got to look at the quarterbacks the Bengals play this year. They didn't bust out the 60-mile-per-hour jugs machine. To, to test the hands of these rookie defensive backs? Come on. What Deshaun Watson only throws 44 miles an hour. Don't you remember during the draft? He yeah, has no but arm, so. Josh Allen <laughs> throws like 87 miles per hour, and it's a football. It's crazy. No, it's not 87, but he throws really hard. 78. And, and yeah, Deshaun Watson, that's a weird one. Anyway, we're talking Bengals defense here. It's, it's great to hear that Dax was there. He was healthy. He was moving well. He, he, he was. looked the part. 
And he's got hops too. He's got he's got those built bar springs in his in his. Oh feet. yeah, I mean he tested like like we discussed. Like he improved his vertical from it from the combine to the pro day, significantly. Mm-hmm. Right, that was him. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like three inches better, four inches better. I think. It looked good. Like he was get he was jumping out because they were having they basically were having him go, you know, to one point, then backpedal, then sprint, and then flip your hips, run straight back, and throw the ball up to him and and they want him to high point it you know each, yeah. each defensive back to high point it and he was he was high pointing it for sure very odd and tate like by him not much you can see of course during these individual drills and that sort of thing but some other players you mentioned before we started talking would were, were interesting to you yeah well uh real quick it is worth uh noting they did sign uh abu right. and i'm gonna i'm gonna just butcher his name. He's wearing number 43. All right. He's five foot nine. Abu Dar- uh, Darami Suare. I think Suare sure. is probably his name. Suare, maybe. Darami Suare. Yeah. What, but uh, signed him from the. He, he played in Germany last year, uh, graduated from Colgate in 2019, or, or, or was uh, last played for Colgate in 2019. So good for him. Congrats to him. I know he was excited and tweeted it out. And Bengals Twitter got a, a you know handle of that. And, and, um, started tweeting it and interacting with it, but he did look fat. I did. Cause I didn't know who 43 was. He did look fast. So we'll see where, you know, where he lines out, all that stuff, but uh, congrats to them for making the 90 man roster. Uh, the other thing is these defensive linemen. And that's the fun part for me is like, all right, Zachary Carter, uh, you, you know, Jeff Gunter, how are they going to look? And, and it wasn't just those two guys either. Uh, uh, Tariquius Tisdale, and I probably butchered his first name, but 97. I was like, oh, who is that? Looks good, too. They all look look the part. Again, it's much like with the, the Volson stuff, and I didn't get to talk to all three guys. I did talk to Zach Carter in the locker room afterwards. But uh, they are huge, huge dudes. Jeff Gunter is every bit as muscular as you would imagine after he tested like he did in the 97th percentile of defensive ends. Uh, in the Bengals seventh rounder, he's got he's got muscles on muscles on top of built bars on top of muscles, and he, he was uh, showing that sled who was boss. As was Zach Carter. I, I talked to Zach for a bit, and um, no, I, I think two things. Just looking at him, I think he's big now, right, and has that NFL size you're looking for. But I think you could add some some pounds to that frame if they want to really make him a you know a true three technique, and then they want to get him to that three hundred. He's listed at two eighty seven. If that's where he's at now. I think you could add some uh, some good weight, of course, but add some weight to him if you needed to. Yeah, and that very well could be the case for him as they try to transition his position. Now, something we haven't done, James, on the show is discuss the, the actual offseason schedule here. You mentioned that the rookies will be joining the rest of the team next week. What's going on next week? Well, that's the official – they don't have official OTAs, right? So it's – Technically, they're OTAs, but they're they're voluntary. There's no mandatory. All right, everybody's going to be here, so who knows who's there, who's not? But uh, OTAs starting Tuesday. They actually they start Monday, but they're open to the media Tuesday, which is is good. Maybe we'll get a little Joe Burr, Joe Burrow, uh, post Super Bowl because we haven't heard from Joe in a while. And um, yeah, that that's going to be the fun part because there's an open locker room Tuesday, and so I get to watch these rookies and how they interact. With the, you know the yeah. the pros pros that have been here for a while, uh, for example, Desmond Noel, I, I he talked with uh, Dan Horde 
uh, after practice on Friday. And Daniel's like, so are you going to fanboy over Joe Burrow? Because he's a big Bengals fan. He grew yeah. up in Cincinnati. And he was like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but then we'll get down to business. And that that's fun because to me, even if you're not a Bengals fan, right? If you're Zachary Carter, a couple of years ago, Joe Burrow kicked your ass in, in yeah. the rest of the SEC. And so you're going to be like, man, that was that dude, huh? And it, Jamar Chase, same thing. So that, that part is going to be fun to see that interaction. The Bengals do have official OTAs scheduled in June. So still, I guess, in the voluntary workout portion. Yeah, they're all the voluntary. Yeah. Uh, but OTAs for the Bengals will be June 6 to 7, June 9, and June 14 to 16. So they started late. We talked about this a while ago and continue into June, obviously, before the break between the offseason program and mini camp, not mini camp, training camp oh. that gets you going it's already here late july you're not that far away late late july no i know i believe me i know we're not that far away and i'm like man how did the year go so fast but it did yeah gotta book our vacations for between june and july where should we go at locked on bengals tweet it because i need some iceland Uh, you have any desire to go to iceland I'm not against it. I'm pretty sure is is Iceland the one country that like has direct like CVG has these direct flights. It might be Iceland, where it's like this mo- the most random country ever where you can just go there directly. I think it's CVG. Very so the case, very maybe. big tourist destination, Iceland. Anyway, we got some some specialists to talk about before we start talking about our travel plans and totally lose our audience, James. So let's talk about some. Actually, fairly interesting specialist battles to finish the show coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online, your one-stop shop for all things sports wagering, sports information, all of the betting needs and betting needs you need. They're going to have you covered at Bet Online. It's awesome. I've used them. You should too. And whether it's the NBA Finals, which are you know almost here, it's Western Conference Finals, almost set as we record this. It's Golden State versus. I had to guess the Phoenix Suns. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, maybe Luca in in the Mavs get it done. And then in the Eastern Conference, wild with Bucks and Celtics. And by the time you hear this, you'll probably have the Eastern Conference Finals set. But regardless, you can wager on both the West and the Eastern Conference Finals at Bet Online. You can wager on the Bengals winning the AFC North if you want, or if you want to wager against them. Well, you can. I guess do that too if you want. In fact, you can. I promise you can. At Bet Online, your one-stop shop for all things betting info. Bet Online, where the game starts. Specialists, specialists, specialists. I mean, nobody loves mm-hmm. the the specialists like Cincinnati Bengals fans. Well, because they because they have the best specialist in the game suddenly, and Evan McPherson. Is the, that a take? The, I think that's a take. It is a take because Justin Tucker exists and, and Evan McPherson could, could be right in that conversation. Absolutely. But Bengals fans love offensive line, I think, and, and mm-hmm. specialists more than most fan bases, which is fun. And so we're going to spend an entire segment here on, on specialists and returners, because yeah. this is where some of these wide receivers they signed were, were trying to make their first impression, but Drew mm-hmm. Chrisman Cal Adamitis, I think, are the headliners to discuss who could unseat some very tenured veterans for yep. the Bengals. How did they look in the, their their first 
day of rookie minicamp. Of course, Drew Crispin participated last year, but with his injury was able to do so again this year. Yep. So Drew Crispin able to to come back and for a rookie minicamp. I talked with him briefly, introduced myself. Again, the beauty of the open locker room. And a um, couple things. Uh, one, I think having that extra year to get ready for this competition and be in the locker room and just be around, I think he's much more prepared. And watching him punt, it's no secret Kevin Huber limped into the offseason. And I don't think he was necessarily limping, but my God, it looked like it when he was punting that ball because it was not good in the postseason. And so to me, these two guys got to prove different things. Because I look at Drew Chrisman, he's tall, you know, 6'3", strong looking. Like it's a, he, he looks, yeah, he looks like a punter by NFL standards, but you see him at the bar or something, and he's a big dude. And the point is, is I think he's going to be able to punt the hell out of the ball. And that's what I saw when he's going through drills on Friday. But can he hold? And on the flip side, and we didn't get to see him hold at all, of course, on Friday. Uh, and he did do that at Summit Ohio State. But that is a, a key thing uh, in, in might be half of the, the battle here. Yeah. On the flip side with Huber, we know he can hold. But does he have the strength to go for one more ride? And, and play at a high level still. And so that's the the fun battle, I think, back and forth. Drew Christmas, Drew Christman punted the ball well, uh, was working with Darren Simmons a ton. Uh, and then he worked with Cal Adamitis. And that's the beauty is if you have a, a rookie long snapper, second-year kicker, who's technically his first year, I believe, since he was in and out so much, um, it, it's one of those things that you can have those guys working together and working together and working together. And Adamitis – his snaps, they were on target, um, that fielded properly, and all of those things um, by uh, by Crispin. Obviously, he didn't do any field goal snaps, which is a, a big part of it that we didn't see. But uh, as, as far as the, the punts, it was good. That being said, I think there's a big difference that I noticed pretty quickly. Clark Harris is just bigger than Cal Adamitis. He's taller. He looks longer, stronger. All of these things. And so when you have this savvy vet who's seen all the different protections and and, and blitzes and, and rushes and all these different things that, that you have to go through as a long snapper and, and understand, you know, I, I think Cal Adamitis is, is facing a, an uphill climb to a degree, whereas with a guy like Drew Chrisman, it might be a little uphill because of the holding, but you just look at him and he seems like he's going to be the stronger punter. And so we'll see if he can do, refine his skills enough for the Bengals to go with the young guy. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see these two battles because they are important and they are against veterans that have proven themselves year after year after year for the Bengals. And uh, specifically Huber tailed off at the end of last year. Clark Harris, I didn't notice any drop-off. So it, it's going to be uh, quite a, an interesting camp, really, which is weird to say when you're talking about long snapper and punter. But those are two battles I think we're going to be monitoring well into to August. Gonna have to get the radar gun out for the long snaps. Go, go yep. borrow one from one of the baseball guys. Get see see if somebody can bring you a radar gun. Fun fact: despite being smaller and lighter, Cal Adamitis is denser by the very basic BMI measurement. Using his combine weigh-in numbers at six two over two thirty-five. Versus 65250, which is roughly where Clark Harris is listed. Yeah. So there, there's a little fun fact for you that doesn't necessarily, I mean, obviously bigger matters, but denser at least 
by sure. the numbers. And and I do think that these are it's a legit competition. All right? yeah. I don't want people like I, I don't think that they're there just to be there. And, and the other guy, uh, as far as the return game goes, that stood out to me. And there was a lot of guys that were returning and, and getting their name in there. But uh, it's a guy who donned a number that people were upset about Trent Taylor wearing last year during rookie minicamp. Kwame Lasseter II wore number 18. Not as much issue with it, I don't think, this year. Another year removed from A.J. Green. Stood out to me, no doubt about it. I think he was the the receiver that had the most, uh, the best acceleration, looked the most explosive. Again, individual drills, but you can watch him running on air. Who looks the best? Uh, it wasn't perfect. To me, it was the most natural punt returner, the way he fielded the ball. Um, so to me, if there is a guy that's going to threaten Trent, Ta- Trent Taylor, it's going to be uh, someone like Kwame Lasseter the second. And, and I don't even know if I want to go that far, but I, I think he'll uh, potentially be in the mix at least early in camp. NFL bloodlines. His dad was an undrafted free agent who played for 10 mm-hmm. years. That's, that's the tie-in. Yeah, so I, it, that's the thing. And, you know, uh, Javon Hailey, I know a lot of people were, were high on him, mm-hmm. uh, right? And, and he was fine. But part of that, especially with guys like that, that don't test well, basically what you're doing when you're running on air, it's it's the football test. Yeah, I might not be timing you, but who stands out eyes-wise? Mm-hmm. He may be the best route runner on, in the world and, and dominate in camp. And, you know, it, it remains to be seen. But it, he didn't necessarily pop off the page and pop off the grass when we were out there. And, and Kwame Lasseter, what he does have athletically, just to go back to Lasseter for a second, is the, the short area speed. Doesn't necessarily have the long speed, ran a 4.5, but had a really good, had really good splits. And there's a feature of him up on the athletic, you know, going back and talking about his dad and stuff. But mm-hmm. that'll be a fun storyline, I think, to track in camp. And, and Javon Hailey, to be, to be fair to him, was a guy that Nate Tice, who we've talked about a few times, was was extremely high on. So it's just Super one day. productive. Yeah, just one day no of rookie camp. And so we'll we'll learn a lot more about these guys over the next month or so. But nice to get the first impressions. Yeah, it's it's like a, you watch a TV show for five minutes and you're like, oh, I'm in or out. Well, some people would watch The Office and say they're out. Well, they were clearly wrong because it's a great sitcom, right? But th- that's the point. So I, I don't mean to be mean to uh, you know Javon Highlight or any of these guys. I, I'm not saying that. So please don't tag them in tweets or silly stuff. Or if you're related to one of these guys – it is not personal. It was just the, you know, the hour that I was on the practice field, the observations I had. Don't tag players unless you're being friendly and amicable and doing normal human things. That's that's my disclaimer for the day. I'm off the soapbox, James. The Bengals back to work next week. You'll be back at Paul Brown Stadium on Tuesday. We'll have plenty of content coming up related to these rookies and players doing their off-season work. Any other Closing thoughts on rookie minicamp? No, not really. I'm glad that you uh, you said that. Don't tag players. I'm excited to uh, continue to build relationships with these guys in, in the locker room. I think it's going to impact the podcast, impact coverage in in a really, really positive way. So that that is probably the most exciting development out of all of this for sure. Absolutely. We also have the Bengals schedule, which I know we reacted to, but we have not played the schedule game quite yet. Can't wait. Schedule game, baby. I can't. Th- that's up my alley, baby. I can't wait to play the schedule game. Before we start talking about our summer vacations, we will play the schedule game. That's that's the promise that we can make to you 
today here as we close this episode of Locked On Bengals. We'll be back tomorrow as always. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one.